6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Originally, we had set out to start building or fundraising really for a 2,2500 square foot home and it was important to us to have a home not just a shelter. The more I shared my daughter's story uh, and the vision that we had for this house the more people started believing in this vision as well and uh, because of that we now have a 9200 square foot home that we're going to be able to help way more families than we first originally thought we would. That is the voice of Lynn Rosschuk talking about the dream of Jesse's house. Uh, Lynn has been on this show in the past sharing the story of her daughter, Jessica Martel, who was murdered by her common-law husband in 2009. Well, following that, you know, in January of 2012, friends, family, and the community came together to establish the Jessica Martel Memorial Foundation to raise money to open an emergency shelter. In September 2018, they broke ground on Jesse's house, the uh, Sturgeon region's first emergency shelter shelter on land gifted by the town of Morinville. Money for the house was funded almost exclusively through fundraising, corporate donations, and individual gifts. That's amazing. And when it opened last May, it was the first new shelter to open in Alberta in 22 years. It's also one of a few Canadian emergency shelters serving people of any age, gender, and allows for large families. Today, the province announced a $1.1 million grant for Jesse's house. With the details, we're joined by Marla Welk, the executive director of the Jessica Martel Memorial Foundation, and Minister Rajan Sani, the Minister of Community and Social Services. Marla, Minister, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jaylen. It's so great to be here today. I want to start with Marla this afternoon. Marla, what does this what does this allow uh, for the shelter to do? What does this one point one million dollar grant allow for uh, you to do and your team to do over the coming months? So this funding is going to allow us to obviously continue to operate the shelter. Um, you know, fill fill all of the beds, provide educational programs. Um, that focus on preventing domestic violence, um, help people gain independence and increase their quality of life, you know, provide um, victims of domestic violence with the supports that they need um, that reflect their needs, so an individualized approach, and, you know, empower them to break free from domestic violence permanently. Um, You know, we have a crisis line, so we'll be able to operate our crisis line, um, you know, provide counselling and group sessions and um, innovation of child care. Minister, what was it about Jesse's place uh, that uh, that uh, for you, you saw a need that for that funding? I mean, besides everything that Marla just spoke of, I mean, what was it for you that the government said, okay, we need to, uh, we need to give these guys a grant? Well, first of all, Jessica Martel's story was a profoundly tragic story, and I had been following it for as long as I can remember. And I know that we have been working with um, Jesse's house for for some time, uh, especially since October 2019, when we first provided some initial funding to help them operationalize. And then even last year, uh, after the pandemic, um, when they opened their doors in April of 2020, we were working with them closely just to understand what the needs of the community were, were going to look like. And of course now what this pandemic has revealed 
is that there are so many vulnerable people everywhere and we are seeing sharp rises in domestic violence. So naturally it made perfect sense. It was a priority to make sure that we provided operational funding for Jesse's house. So today is a, is a very, very good day. There's been a situation of adversity that has been turned around to ensure that more vulnerable people will get all kinds of help and support that they need through Jesse's house. Marla, tell us how it's been uh, at the shelter during COVID. I understand. I think you've been you know, operating at, uh, at uh, half capacity. Um, how has it uh, affected what you've been doing? And it, it's got to be frustrating as well to, you know, maybe turn some people away, um, you know, who need help. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I mean, I think opening up a shelter at any given time is challenging. And then opening one during a pandemic, you know, just adds an extra layer onto it for sure. Um, you know, and I mean, we've had our, our child challenges and we've overcame them. And, you know, I'm really proud of where we are and, and everything that we've overcome over this last year. And, you know, it's a lot to celebrate. We did a phenomenal job of supporting families and building our programs and our, you know, our capacity to support the community and definitely looking forward to, you know, continuing to do that. Minister Sonia, we've we've talked about uh, the need for for shelters and the increasing uh, numbers in domestic violence in this province a couple of times on this show. This emergency shelter, the first in, the first new shelter to open in Alberta in in 22 years. I know in the in the recent budget, uh, funding was maintained in this province for the shelters that are in place. But I'm curious to know why. You know, we know that there is this need. We know that people are being turned turned away um, from from shelters why are there no new shelters being built by the province and and what are you planning to do on that front as we move forward excellent question Jalen and certainly a question that is on the minds of many Albertans and so even though today was a monumental day where we could announce this funding um, it wasn't the first shelter in 22 years there was a shelter that was funded in Rocky Mountain House in, in 2019. Um, but, but having said that, we, we do know, as I said, uh, the rates of domestic violence are rising and I'm in constant contact with shelters across the province to understand what the situation is looking like. And right now we have seen that even though the uh, incidences of violence are more frequent and more severe, the actual capacities in shelters has been a little bit lower than what we would have expected to see because people are isolating as a result of this pandemic. So my plan is to keep a very close eye on the situation across the province and we had just announced uh, uh, Claire's Law, Alberta's version of Claire's Law recently and we're hoping that that tool will be one uh, aspect that will decrease the rates of violence that we see. But uh, certainly it is a problem and there is funding available right now, $51.3 million to make sure that shelters are funded adequately. But in addition to that funding, and this is something that a lot of folks don't know, we also have uh, the FCSS program that provides preventive social services to address family violence prevention. And uh, we also fund the sexual assault centers. So there's a lot of different streams of funding and grant agreements that come out of government that work together to make sure that we can really put a dent in these rising rates. So it's a, it's a, 
Combined response is a cross-ministerial response, but we're highly motivated because we know that women have, have been impacted disproportionately as a result of COVID-19. We have to make sure that supports and protections are available to the best of our ability. Minister Sani, I always appreciate your time. Marla Welk, thank you for joining us this afternoon, uh, giving us uh, more details about what is happening with the Jessica Mar Martel Memorial Foundation. I've been watching this for a long time, and uh, the, the, the work that you're doing out there is so incredibly important. Thank you for joining me on this Friday afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.